welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I am absolutely delighted this afternoon to introduce you to Jenny Burstow. Jenny is also a virtual assistant, and Jenny and I got to know each other back in the height of COVID in 2022. Um, Jenny has now set up her own successful virtual assistant business. Um, I'm going to hand over to Jenny, who's going to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her business. Jenny, over to you and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Katie. And thank you for inviting me as your guest today. Um, I, <laughs> I am Jenny Burstow. I live in Hampshire, uh, where I work as uh, from home as a virtual assistant. Um, as Katie said, um, we met during lockdown um, in, oh, I think it was 2021. Um, and I've been running my own business uh, since April 2021. Um, uh, I have over 25 years experience before setting up my business um, as an office manager and PA um, and executive assistant, um, and I've worked um, with some blue chip companies in London um, more recently uh, I worked uh, as an office manager and PA uh, with an SME uh, locally. Gosh, Jenny, that's a hugely, hugely <laughs> credential-filled career there. So did you start out as a, as a personal assistant? Was that your sort of first role within the working realms? Um, my first ever role um, I applied for while I was still at college, actually, yeah, um, I think it was in the advertising the Times, um, and it was for um, a floating shorthand secretary. Brilliant! God, that was the I remember the Times oh. advertising. It was creme de la creme, wasn't it? Well, everybody loved using shorthand. Absolutely. Um, now you're very rarely. I I still do it occasionally for note taking, but so it's no you're a properly old-fashioned, old-fashioned. <laughs> well, you know what I mean because I'm one of them too yeah. but you're a properly trained secretary in inverted commas yeah yeah I mean like the, the first role um was for Reuters actually uh-huh. in uh, Fleet Street which yeah. was quite exciting and yeah. they had all these offices uh all over London and um would still work today really in terms of um sending me wherever I was needed um which gave me a great insight actually to work in world and different departments and it it was fantastic it must have been fascinating working for an organization like that as a first job definitely definitely so how did you get from being an office manager 
to being a virtual assistant? What, what, how did that all come about, Jenny? Um, I founded VA Street mm. um, after, eight, well, I was eight years in my last role as mm-hmm. an office manager and PA um, mm-hmm. for a local company, actually, in Hampshire. Wow. Um, and I basically um, joined a networking call one evening in lockdown. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd been on furlough uh, after eight years um, in that role, um, working as um, office manager PA. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, everybody was sort of talking about the new working from home, yeah, yeah. hybrid working and yeah. agile working and how everything was changing within yeah. our roles. Um, and I, I kind of found it, partly scary but partly empowering as well yes and I kind of realized well you know there's all this uncertainty about um and I realized I was kind of looking probably for more that could challenge me overall in my career yeah that's Um, interesting because I guess after eight eight years you probably found the job fairly routine for you at that point hadn't you yes I mean it, it kind kind of was um starting to to feel a, yeah a little a little bit um robotic if you like um I guess when you when you have the luxury of time which furlough gave yeah. a lot of people yeah definitely your, your brain gives you the opportunity to start thinking and having time to think where you perhaps don't or wouldn't have had that if furlough hadn't have come your way De- definitely I think um you know had you had lockdown not come at all and there hadn't been the pandemic um I yeah I probably might have looked at other roles but this was um a chance to sort of network with with people who were experiencing it firsthand yes um, who had already been made redundant or you know and and made that jump in fact some, some people were even um changing jobs even within the pandemic even if they kind of didn't have to and I was thinking really yeah it's quite interesting you should mention networking I mean what was the event Denny was it just an online event was it a sort of local one what what was the networking group um I think it was um PA the PA way I think yes yeah yeah absolutely I know Um, yeah and I'm sure plenty of listeners will be um connected with PA way um it's a very big group for PAs and EAs and VAs and of of all different walks of life and and experience and levels there there were there were a couple um of other ones out there but Mm. that was the one that stood out for me yeah yeah yeah. Um, and they were running some really good quality events at the time yes um and obviously you were you were a guest on there at that point um and I was sort of listening to what you were saying um kind of reluctant to make a move from my secure role at that time (laughs) yes um, the networking was really helpful at finding out um you know other working hybrid yeah non-office roles and I and I kind of thought well I quite like to to still challenge myself whilst working from home I didn't want to downgrade what I 
been learning for you know 25 years and and the role overall that I had yeah into just admin um and and you were um, mentoring VAs um and it was kind of the first steps really to actually setting up um my new business yeah I do I remember our first telephone conversation because during that networking event we'd had a wee chat online hadn't we and the chat in the chat box and we'd sort of just chatted through the kind of questions that you had um and we definitely connected straight away and then I remember our first call um and just sort of understanding kind of what your situation was um and then off we went on the coaching and mentoring and you haven't looked back you haven't I really wanted something that was uh professional but relaxed and and friendly which you're your sessions gave me Katie I didn't want something stifled or felt like a mini MA or you know something I think that's the the luxury that we have when we do it on a one-to-one basis because we haven't got that awful sort of feeling of you know a slightly competitive environment or you know other people perhaps not hogging the limelight but maybe taking up more time when you do those sort of group training sessions um I think the lovely thing about the the one-to-one stuff is that it's very much geared around you and your circumstances but more than that it's about making sure that you get the confidence that you need and the reassurance that you are more than capable of doing it yeah definitely there's no no um, there's nothing you know brain there's no kind of brain surgery involved no. in becoming a virtual assistant um it, it's just having the confidence to go for it really definitely and it's it's that um it, it, almost imposter syndrome in your head that stops you yes particularly in the middle of what was very unsettling for everybody yeah uh because you know half of you saying this is this is not a good time to be doing this um, and the other half are saying, well, you know, it is a good time to be doing it because yeah. lots of people were, you know, pulling out of London um, and not able to to go back to the office. And, and some didn't want to go back to the office. No, that's absolutely right. And I, I think there's still very much an element of, you know, hybrid working will be with us forever. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, offices have opened back up again, but with very different working patterns and clearly very different numbers of employees. And we're obviously going to go into another period of massive uncertainty and huge amounts of change as well with the way that the economy is going at the moment. Yeah, I think the uncertainty's just switched, hasn't it? To yeah. something else. Yeah, it's just as it does. It, it just seems to be sort of closer together, I think, at the moment. But it's. Yeah it's what we know companies need agile working and absolutely exactly where it's going yeah yeah absolutely so just sort of looking back at those early days of of getting your VA street business up and running what what were the things that you found kind of the most challenging to set up or get started with can you remember what they were or do they feel like a dim and distant memory um no I can still remember them (laughs) um basically just getting that initial thought process down um whether you you know um had an actual not necessarily a business plan um I didn't go down that formal route no Um, 
I think peaks and troughs um, in my head in the workload, I, I, I knew that, that not earning a regular wage, as I've, I've always been used to. Yes, yes. That, that was niggling in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I now feel that, you know, sort of 15 months later, um, that it's been, that's been outweighed, I think, by, by the benefits of, of more work-life balance. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, those, those worries are the same for all business o- owners, um, even the ones that we're supporting. Yes. So yeah. I think that gives us a VAs a, a vision of, of the SMEs that, you know, they may work with, really. Yeah, that's a really good point, Jenny, actually. I think that that's the sort of demonstrable empathy piece that we can have with our clients they are running their own businesses we are running our own businesses and as a result we can totally understand some of the pressures and the constraints and the challenges that that those managing directors etc are going through and I think that's you know that's almost where we have a huge strength um because we can empathize and sort of work with them to 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 kind of you know get over those challenges and hurdles and create some space for them to be able to manage them um i'm just going to pick up on your piece about the peaks and troughs you're talking about the sort of the, the the sales and and marketing elements so you have those wonderful highs when you've got a new client and everything's kind of bouncing along really nicely so you're at the sort of the the peak of of your kind of creativity and delivery and capacity and all those sort of things and then suddenly things change and maybe your client decides that they want to reduce the hours that they're working and then you hit that awful trough what what do you do to sort of try and combat that peak and trough Do, do you do quite a lot of um your own sales and marketing activity throughout the week or are you so busy that ultimately you're focused just on delivering to your client at the moment um, it has varied mm. uh, quite a lot. Um, August is a time when uh, clients have, have gone away historically. Yeah. It happened last year. Yeah, It's happening this year as well. Um, and I, I don't, you know, sensibly, you take your own holiday when your clients do. Yes. Um, yeah. It hasn't happened this year, um, mainly because I don't have school age children now. So, you know, it's very expensive to take holiday during those times. So I, I did actually take my holiday in, in early July, um, end of June, early July. Um, and yeah, sensibly, I probably should have taken two weeks out in August. Um, I think this year has been pretty exceptional, though, because I think yes. this year, certainly what I've noticed with my clients is not only have they taken their usual sort of two weeks in August because they haven't been able to have a holiday for the last two years. Yeah. Um, so they have definitely, you know, jumped on the opportunity to get away. But I've also got quite a few clients who've extended it. So they've taken yes. a whole month off. Yeah, one of mine is doing exactly that now. You know, and quite actually, honestly, quite right too. You know, oh, yes. that holiday that we kind of accrued yeah. built up over the two years and we couldn't go anywhere. I think, you know, where the opportunity lies to take it, um, then then that's actually exactly what we should do. And I think I don't know if you found this, but 
I've certainly found it's given me a little bit more space to do a bit of my own internal planning yeah. preparation yeah. and recording things like podcasts. Podcasts, people yeah, like you. Absolutely. But it's also given me a, quite a lot of um, opportunity to just sort of generally tidy up stuff and action, yeah. you know, quite a lot of bits and pieces that might have been unimportant and, and unurgent, but actually have just exactly. sort of catch up with things now. Are you doing quite a lot of sort of planning in the spare time that you've, you've got for your business? Um, I, literally, one of them has just just gone this week. Yeah. Um, so that is yeah my my goal um I've got a couple of things in the background um and clients um uh that are nibbling so yeah hopefully um one of those will come off so and and also um just just things like your social media for a while when you're really busy um, yeah because we're I'm a sole trader so um everything sales marketing invoicing finance is is all down to me yeah um so i i will probably take some of that time to have a look at my social media yes um, that's a great opportunity to just have a look to see where you're getting your engagement yeah def- definitely plan some posts and things like that for, for the future and 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 prospecting um yeah. you know, attending networking they're not always on I tend to do most of my networking on Friday. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the um, networking groups, they're not always on the day that you want. Them. No, that's crazy thing. Be doing some of that in August. Yeah, that would be lovely. Have you have you actually joined a networking group? Not yet. Only the ones that I've had online. There's some local ones. I've just not long moved house. Um, of course, so, you have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to, there's a, a good group round here that I'm going to look at. Hopefully they're not off in August as well. Because... <laughs> some of them are and some of them aren't. I think, I mean, it's, it's just, I always think networking is a bit, you know, particularly those formal groups, they can be um, a bit hit and miss. Um, I, I often say to people, you know, if you want to get involved with a networking group, you really do need to shop about to find the one that fits with you. I did um, contact um, a prospect and whilst his business isn't at the stage to take on a virtual assistant at the moment, he's given me some really good local because he's, he's a local business owner. He's given me some really good tips for uh, two, actually. Um, yeah, I do you see personal so recommendation yeah yeah personal recommendation has got to be the best way to go yes. think. Yeah. and even I think most networking groups now will let you kind of at least attend one before you actually have to commit or even absolutely yes pay yeah. any sort of financial commitments to them and I I, I, I genuinely think that you should definitely not just sign up and purchase you know yeah. networking group membership try it before you do and, and I think they're based on um recommendation they're quite good I think he said they don't let everybody join um so for instance they wouldn't let five or ten VAs join they only let a small selection of each kind of business area which was quite sounded quite good to right. me. so you're not yes exactly because you can end up in a group which saturated yes market. exactly and you're all trying to you know basically sell your wares 
um, within the group when there's only one other person who might be kind of fitting with your sort of ideal client mm. profile so yeah no that's definitely definitely and yeah bit of a challenge I talking of challenges I mean have you had any significant challenges in setting up and getting your business up and running or have you kind of just literally been able lucky enough to sort of take it day by day and it's just growing nicely um basically the the one thing I find really difficult is basically this talking about my business overall yeah. I mean, I'm socially confident. Very. Completely. You, you know that. Yeah. Um, but how, however, um, when it comes to business presenting, it's just not an area I've ever had any self-development with. Yeah. yeah. Or do I relish? No, I know. And I, I, you, you mustn't be, you, you mustn't worry about that. I think it, it's classic. It's as a group <laughs> of individuals, we are generally really uncomfortable with mm. selling our businesses because ultimately our businesses are us so yes. really and only us yes exactly so we get really self-conscious about it because we sort of feel like it's not really our businesses that we're selling and promoting it's us as individuals and you know I think that's you know, I guess you know maybe it's a gender thing and women I I think are probably worse at doing it than men um you know certainly the men I know who own and run their own businesses don't have any issue with standing up and saying you know this is what I do and this is how I do it but I think it's quite interesting. I think the only way that I nailed it is is really knowing off by heart my kind of elevator pitch, you know, who I am and what I do. Yes, yeah. Once I got that nailed, actually it became much easier. And And when I say nailed, I literally had to stand in front of the mirror in my bedroom and repeat it to myself until I felt that I knew it off by heart. I think I wouldn't even entertain a year ago doing a podcast. So it's already on the side of, you know, um, more confidence in in that area and personal development overall. And I Um, noticed it you know in our catch-up conversations over the last couple of years you have absolutely blossomed into being way more confident than you were about who you are and what you're doing yeah definitely definitely and and, and I think it's that support role as well yeah when, when we are EAs and PAs and we're used to sneaking into meetings passing board papers with yes. no one seeing and you know having passing notes and you know all that your your it's the back engine office staff thing seen and um, heard yes yeah and but you see a lot going on and, yeah. and it's all being processed yeah um and it's in its great skills overall to be running this type of business it's fantastic yeah, yeah. but it, it, it it's that getting over that side of it yeah yeah and you will do um and you're already making great great strides in into achieving that and getting over it um but definitely nail the elevator pitch and start boring your family to pieces <laughs> by repeating it at every given moment 
they are where we are. We don't want to hand things over either. Um, we like to do it all ourselves. Yes. Um, and we do do it all ourselves. But it's convincing them to do the same thing. But I think once they've, they've done that and the penny drops, um, that, that we can add value um, in terms of, you know, saving them employment costs. Um, but also, you know, there's, there's no downtime for us. We don't have holidays um, that they have to pay for or sickness pay um, and such like. And I, I, I just enjoy that once the penny drops and they realise that actually, you know, this person can take on these tasks for me um, and they're comfortable with that. Um, you know, by that point, you're 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 fully immersed in in their business, um, and they're realizing where they're saving money and what what the added value that you're bringing to them. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just find that. Yeah, that's think, my reward, really. Yeah, and 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 I know you know you will do an incredible job of doing relieving your clients of all of those sort of what we call busy work stuff. You know, the stuff that actually keeps you really busy but actually doesn't necessarily add any benefit to those businesses moving forward you know a CEO of a small SME or a managing director rather of an SME doesn't really need to be managing their inbox and talking to so-and-so's PA about a meeting you know but it that takes up a huge amount of time and actually for a lot of managing directors huge amounts of their energy get completely sapped by those types of tasks definitely Um, you know, and I think, um, yeah, I did a blog post this week on that um, sort of busy work, you know, that that stuff that really clogs up your day and stops you from actually driving your business. Um, it's quite, yeah, it's quite, quite a goodie. I think the other thing that we, is, is great with, with what I do is because I do the lifestyle as well as, yes, business, you yeah. know, there's still an element of, um, um, what's the word? Um, fear, I suppose, and uh, trepidation about asking their in-house ex- personal assistant or ex- executive assistant yeah. to perhaps book them a theatre trip or yeah. a holiday. Or yeah. I can I can remember it in my last role. Oh, you know, would you would you just book me? Up? And they were always so kind of apologetic because you know sometimes somebody would say to them, "Well, that's not that's not what I do." Yeah. I'm, I'm too busy doing the day job or, yeah you know, yeah um, but that that's what we we do it's yeah. part and parcel of what we do so you know it's not just what we can help them with in their business it's oh by the way I've got you know a holiday yeah, I yeah, it's the extras. It's the value added stuff that we can bring to the table. Yeah. You can't you don't always have that if you've got somebody who's sort of on a strict job description and, and ultimately yeah. the sort of KPIs that are associated with that. I think we've got the flexibility to be able to, to offer something slightly different. I want you to sort of reflect now and give me a, 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 you know, some of your the best advice you received. And the best and, and the piece of advice that you would give to a, to a virtual assistant starting out on their journey and setting up their business. So the best best piece of advice you received when you were setting up your business, first of all. Um, it was be prepared. <laughs> um, when you were brownie. 
as in yeah as a brownie yeah in terms of um it's not all plain sailing even if the early days are you know I've landed a client and um there will be good days and bad days yeah yeah um and and, and also um just remember you're not an employee yes so you know sometimes I can remember it as well as an employee you were afraid to say no really mm-hmm. um don't be afraid to say no yeah. um you do have to say no sometimes yes um you know I I I choose in a way um who I want to work with and if I, if I don't I'm not feeling it and um I I wouldn't I wouldn't choose to work with them so um I think that's really good advice actually Jenny I think um you've hit something very poignant there because when you're starting out your business there is that risk of just saying yes to everything that comes across your bow and by doing so you are likely to pick up clients that your gut when you talk to them says oh I'm not sure about this yeah yeah where's the connection I mean I I I'm a massive um person in terms of trust trust is massive for me so I I just think if, if if there isn't that trust on either side then you know you, you have to be true to yourself for me it's, it's all or nothing for me yes uh, yeah. but that's just that's just me others <laughs> others will need to choose for themselves but um you know I I can't support you fully and neither of us are going to shine no if you can't trust me to yeah. do hand over some of those tasks that you think only you can do <laughs> No, I think that's that's really, really good advice. And actually, no, although it is the smallest word in our vocabulary, is the hardest in the whole <laughs> world for people like you and I who do. We support, we look after, you know, and, and it is a classically difficult word for us to say. But yeah, I think we, we all need to learn that lesson and take that advice on board. And if your heart and your gut doesn't say yes straight away, trust yeah. your instincts and go with the no. Yeah. Um, Jenny, just just sort of give us a clue as to, you know, what what would a what would a kind of general day? Is there a, such a thing as a typical day in the life of Jenny at VA Street? Um, no, <laughs> there isn't. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you you get up in the morning and you first thing you're looking from early, what the, what sort of day you're going to get by your inbox and their inbox and their diary and what changes are perhaps coming overnight. Because obviously yeah. some of the some of the people I work with um, are um, multinational. So yeah. they've come in overnight from America or wherever yeah um and that can change the day so you you know you kind of finish your evening um half past five six o'clock or whatever time you finish um and think oh yeah okay that's done and then you know there's a whole load of emails in your inbox at sort of six o'clock in the morning that you can see <laughs> do, um, you, do you work long days jenny or did do, do you very don't yeah. i can't profess that i'm working all that time no yeah. but um it's again it's it's usually busy first thing Mm -hmm. um and 
then there's a lull sort of in the middle of the day, I would say. Um, and then when people are out of meetings and, um, you know, work is generated or they've, they've arrived somewhere um, and perhaps they're looking at their inbox early evening, you can then see things coming through. Yes. I, yeah. I do have a notification when, I, when someone is away. Yeah. So I know, especially different time zones. Yeah. Um, so I actually see, and I, and I prefer to do that um, because then I can see, um, even if I'm not working on it that evening, I know what I've got coming up the next morning mm. um, and that maybe I'm going to have to start early that morning. Yeah. Um, so because you know, my office hours are kind of 9.30 till 5. Yes. But actually, yeah. on paper, that's not how it works. No, 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 no. I think that's right. So to the, uh, to the outside world and the client base that you have, it's 9.30 to 5. But you yes. as well end up doing all sorts of other bits and pieces within outside of those hours just to ensure the job's done I guess yeah yeah and yeah. it depends where they are in the world and what's coming in and so yeah. it's it's um you know I, I'm as I said I might I might not work on it but it, it it's knowing how your day is going to pan out for tomorrow yeah. so that but there isn't really a, a typical day no um, which I kind of like, actually. Yes, <laughs> I do too. That's the one thing I love about it is the fact that no two days are ever the same. No, they're always different. And even even when you've kind of checked your inboxes in the morning, you just couldn't write down at the end of the day what ended up being the day. Um, no, I did last August. Um, one of my clients um, had a mini sabbatical. Yeah, um, and uh they came back and I put my invoice in and it was really busy month for me and they went but I've been away for a month and I went yes but it's been really busy in your inbox Um, (laughs) and so um you just can't you can't odds what is going to happen no no and that in itself is it And I think that in itself is a skill, isn't it? That ability to go, okay, well, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to take it. Whatever happens today, I'm just going to take it and I'll I'll deal with it and I'll handle it. Um, And I think, you know, actually, that's that's probably something that you do need to consider if you are thinking about setting up a VA business is, you know, can you cope with things changing literally at the drop of yeah definitely um you know even to the point of you can think oh it's gone quiet I'm going to go out for a run or a walk around the block or you know and and your phone will be dinging the whole time thinking that was the the worst move I ever made it always happens when you're (laughs) at the furthest point on the walk as well yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely Jenny we're coming to the end of our time but one thing I'd love to know is where you see your VA business and VA street in the next five years. Um, I, I'm kind of about when I envisage and I you have a, a, I guess an idea in your head where you'd like to be mm. um, and after sort of 15 months I'm about two-thirds probably of, of, of where I want to be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I tend to work from year to year. I'm not looking too far ahead, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I prefer to focus mostly on here and now, but maybe, you know, a month or two ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, who, who knows? 
um, I, I'm not at the stage of, of thinking about taking on an associate, no. whether, that, whether that will change um, once I hit that happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, point of thinking, right, I, I can't physically take on anymore. So would I employ someone else? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've heard varying reports of whether it's a good idea or not. Um, but it's not it's not for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think, you know, more and more VAs are just doing it for themselves, you know, and there's absolutely no reason yeah. why you would need to expand by bringing on associates if, you know, you're happy, you're fulfilled in your role, you know, the income is you know, good and all those sort of things yeah need to go down the route of the hiring associates you know it, it's it's absolutely an individual choice um you know and and I have no doubt that being two-thirds of the way there you will be the full three-thirds and <laughs> uh, when in in a couple of years time you've worked really hard to develop a fantastic business um, you know, you're building a really great reputation. And I, for one, am a big, big fan of Jenny and Bea. Oh, thank you. I couldn't have done it without you, Katie. So. <laughs> uh, you could. You're a big part of that. <laughs> Bless you. You are very sweet. Jenny, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to natter with me. Um, and um, for all of the listeners out there, I will make sure that all of Jenny's contact details and biography will be in the show notes. So please do get in touch if you're looking for a VA or even if you want to have a chat with Jenny about her experience. I'm sure she'd be delighted to talk Definitely. to you. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to. Jenny, thank you. Just not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been brilliant and I have loved <laughs> talking to you. So thank you very much. OK, thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes. Or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.